0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
2: Are you sick of feeling controlled by alcohol? Do you want to drink less? Do you wake up on a Sunday morning feeling really anxious and full of regret? I'm Danny Carr and welcome to my podcast, How I Quit Alcohol. Hi, and welcome to How I Quit Alcohol. Today in the Zoom room, I'm here with my really good friend, Tierney Hill. This is another one of my friends <laughs> that we've been friends since high school forever. It was a long yes. time ago. <laughs> and a long um, time. yeah, Tierney and I started our um, binge drinking crusades at a pretty young age, as most people would have gathered from, our, from my previous podcasts. So, T, tell me a bit about you and your journey with alcohol.
1: Well, thank you for having me first. Um, Yeah, so I guess we both bonded over the binge a little bit. (laughs) Binge bonders. Um, um, My relationship with alcohol obviously started at a young age, as it does with most people. I sort of experienced a family death pretty early on in my life. And I think that I kind of used alcohol as a means to navigate my way through grief. You know, I started binging at a young age, and that way of drinking just sort of stayed with me. So, hit the, the pub scene, you know, uh, pretty early. And I, I would start the weekends off with walking to the pub and have a shot before. Uh, staying for the rest of the night like till the door you know their lights were on and you'd leave the pub and it was time to go and so I kind of that was living in sort of a small country town where you that environment and sort of moving on to Melbourne uh, working in hospitality found myself in sort of I guess a, a situation where you know you finish work and then you're having a few drinks after work and yeah. then your social life is based around going out and, and drinking. And uh, I did that for quite a long period of time. Eventually, I've gotten to the point where I no longer want to have it in my life. How was it problematic in your life? I've always been fairly conscious that I didn't have a healthy relationship with alcohol. It mm-hmm. was all or nothing you know, I've known for a long time that the way that I drank was excessive and it was in excess. It was very rarely just a couple. Um, mm. Once I'd had one that was generally the starter, our beautiful friend Lyndall said and mentioned in the earlier podcast, like one drink is too many and a hundred is never enough. Yeah. That totally sums me up to a T. Sort of got to the point where. I would be conscious of like say at a party or if there was you know like I'd be drinking throughout the course of the night and always wanting to continue on and Mm. um, you know there's obviously uh, put myself in situations where uh, dangerous situations too that I'm very fortunate and lucky that nothing ever happened to me you know, like blackout situations, uh, very scary situations. Obviously, you know, you kind of talk about your escapades with your friends like the day after um, and have a joke about it. And, but there's some occasions where, yeah, it was very frightening uh, that I would go to that limit. You know, I would be out on my own in some cases, you know, get home and not know how I got home and Mm. not remember the ride home in the the cab or the Uber. And yeah, that was really frightening to Mm. get to that sort of stage. And I think having open dialogue with family and friends throughout the course of those days, always having sort of an awareness that, you know, the damage it was doing to myself and my body and those people and relationships around me, Definitely with my children as well, they were a massive incentive for me to uh, remove this from my life. Um, I felt that, you know, it's really important to be present and I didn't feel that I was 100% present and there mm-hmm. for them when, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I was struggling from a, you know, like a hangover. And it's not that like most kids, like the drinking tapered off, but if there was ever sort of a night out, it, it would be go to that level of really binging and having a big session, you know, sort of Mm. making up for lost time. Mm. And, you know, having a hangover is bad enough, but having a hangover with kids is like Mm -hmm. next level. Like (laughs) that is nasty.
2: (laughs) It's like, (laughs) it's like having, it's like 10 hangovers in one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I, I can totally relate to that as well. You know, going too far and then that remorse the next day waking up the kids and you know
1: can't remember yeah. going to call, bed yeah they call it uh there's a word for that it's anxiety it's <laughs> a combination of being hung over and ang- ang- you know riddled with anxiety about like the what happened the night before and it's quite um you know that really ramped up for me in my later years like just that continual inner voice the next day going I don't want to live my life like this anymore I don't want to feel so guilt like why can't I just have that one why can't I just you know have a few and be done with it like knowing that I that's just not in me that my relationship with alcohol is not like that and I simply I have to not have that one to not suffer the consequences the next Mm. day Mm. Yeah.
2: I had this thing for maybe the last few years where I was, I knew deep down that I was not being able to control it very well, but pretending that I could. So mm. for one, like ringing my friends all the time, really pissed, you know, as you know, I was living in Bali, pretending not to be drunk, but really drunk. Yeah. And they all knew Yeah, it. Or, you know, even uh, watering it down a lot, really, how bad it was too. And I think that's the thing because you kind of know it's a problem, you don't want it to be a problem and you kind of, kind of think that you're getting away with it but you know deep down that you're not.
1: Yes. I think when you're really truly honest with yourself, you know, and you're prepared to take ownership of that and realise that it's not actually working for you in your life and mm. it's affecting other people and other things around you, Like, Mm. for instance, there were parties and occasions, you know, throughout my course of drinking that I just couldn't show up for, Mm. you know, uh, because I was too hungover. And looking back, that's really, like, not cool. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) yeah, it's embarrassing. And it's sort of, um, I think that's why there's so much shame around, like, acknowledging that there is a problem, you're kind of really opening yourself up other people's opinions of yourself. But at the end of the day, you've really just got to realise those opinions don't necessarily count in the mm-hmm. sense if that you need to make your life better, then you're the one that can only do that. And you, you've got to not worry about that, those opinions, and just forge through and follow through with creating a better path for yourself and your mm-hmm. life. And the sooner you kind of, I guess, come to that realisation, the sooner you can turn things around and realize that not only with the shame, but it's, it's a struggle. You're kind of like, but I don't want to miss out on those times. And I don't want to, you know, be at a party or a a wedding or Christmas and not have, you know, that that drink and that whatever that gives you that bravado when you stop drinking you end up having those experiences without alcohol and you start retraining your brain. But those experience, you don't need to have alcohol to have those experiences and enjoy those experiences. Everyone you know, says it's just, the same thing. Everyone says the it's same it's thing. It's just like you, you know, I went to my first concert, like a big concert and without drinking. And that was my thing going to concerts and, you know, having a few drinks and, you know, there's concerts that I don't ever remember going to and, you know, music's such an important part of my life going to this concert and not drinking with my friends. It was one of the best nights of my life. It just, you know, it truly was just amazing. And, you know, I, I would have thought that I'd need to have that sort of security blanket or social security blanket an actual fact like I'm starting to realize I just don't I just don't need that in my life to um, enjoy those moments. And whilst at the start it was it's quite tricky and it's different and it's but I sort of started to realise that I actually enjoy myself. I enjoy being myself re- like around myself a lot better mm-hmm. without the alcohol, because I'm not judging myself on what I've said or what I've done so much and I've got more clarity and I'm, you know, I can be funny without and witty and without having alcohol in me
2: you know that you're going to go somewhere and you know you're going to nail it <laughs> you're going to nail yeah. it because you're not going to be a dick <laughs> and, Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> there's it's really not possible for you to be a dick because you you're in full control of yourself and something you said before about people's opinions that's right people have opinions if they think that you, you know, you you think people have mm. opinions when you admit that you might have a problem or that you can't quite get mm. control of it, but they had mm. opinions before that anyway that you're a bit of a dick when you drank, exactly you know, like. Um, so 100%. many Yeah, like so many people have said, Oh yeah, you were so painful when you're pissed <laughs> or whatever.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah,
2: and I was, like, you know, and most people are. No one's no one's really drunk and nailing it. No one is like amazing when they're drunk. <laughs> most people That's are feeling uh, painful. And yeah, so as like you say at the start, it's a bit tricky and it's like trying to navigate your way around those social, social situations. But you, mm-hmm. don't you find, or I found like I got more confident each time I went to something else. So now I don't even think about it. I just rock up
1: and then it doesn't even cross my mind. But um, yeah. How long have you been sober for? Been sober for nearly nine, coming up to 19 months. Wow, it's still relatively, still relatively new. Um, but yeah, those, those moments definitely get easier and, you know, you sort of, you envisage your life, like essentially it's been in my life for 25 plus years. That's Mm. a big chunk of time. Mm. And, uh, I think that's why people delay or they, you know, continue to have it in their lives for fear of missing out. I mean, I've had my fill. I've had my, I've had so many nights of going out and partying and I've gotten to the point where I'm not, I don't have FOMO anymore. I'm not like, I want to wake up the next day. My inspiration and my drive now is waking up the next day and being the best version of myself, Mm. not a half-assed version. And my journey or, you know, cliche does it's you know it's sort of my relationship with alcohol does not make me be the best version of myself mm. and i would constantly had this sort of cloud around me I was you know I, I you know I'm a thinker I'm, pers- I'm a thinker and that's mm. like it's not good for me because then I overthink about situations and scenarios and yeah, you know, who did I offend? What? Mm-hmm. Well, I just don't need that in, you know, to take up my thoughts anymore. And and yeah, and I just sort of want to be available to my family, my friends, my children, mm-hmm. and and I needed to remove that toxic. Now, like in hindsight, I I it just makes you sort of think. Funny. It's funny when you stop actually, and when you look back, because you're flooded with memories and flashbacks of times and occasions and mm. things that you've done and your behaviour, and it does consume sort of or it consumed my thoughts for a bit. Mm. And it does, you know, every now and again, like something another time will pop in, and and I just, you know, think about the bigger picture and the, the end game, you know. I was initially going to do 12 months, but I knew deep down this was going to be for the long, long haul. This is, you know, end game sort of thing because it just, it wasn't bringing me joy or spark in my life.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so great. You've done so well. It's amazing. And you're another person that kind of transformed your body. I'm so jealous. (laughs) 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 I had oh. any I went on the the personal trainer and how ripped he got, and I was just like, I really feel like I should go to the gym, <laughs> but I, I kind of cooked and ate my way through sobriety
1: oh, you, you do you do kind of need to fill the void and mm. the you know they say place one you replace one addiction with another and mm. a healthy option or if it is food, if it's sweets or lollies, or yeah, for me it was sort of I've never really been a gym person. I wasn't active. So doing like an online fitness program, yeah, just, you know, I saw results and really got into it. And it's great for my mind, my body, uh, just kind of thinking about what I'm eating. And, yeah, it's sort of once you sort of see the benefits of that, like removing alcohol from your life, it just uh, can only get better. Yeah. Tell me about all the changes. The changes uh, mentally, I feel as if I've sort of mentioned removing removing that component and it was a big one, a big, and it has been a big relationship, I guess, in my life mm. with alcohol and knowing that I could easily quite comfortably walk into an AA meeting and my story and my experiences would sit quite comfortably in that situation. I haven't necessarily gone down that path because I have quite a lot of support around me. Mm. If I was to, say, drink again, then I think I potentially would need to go down that avenue. Mm. But because of the support I do have and that I've gone 19 months, um, you know, just doing it on my own through determination Through being inspired by my children, to um, it's a tricky one. It's kind of the mental health, along with being physical. Yeah, it's turned my life around. It's sort Mm of I'm not so judgmental of myself, and you know that knowing that I kind of don't need that need that vice. To be me or social or it's really empowering it's empowering to know that it's okay to be yourself and it's like a, another notch in your sobriety belt every time you go out like each sober conquest is kind of gets easier and easier and mm. um, you realize that uh, it's probably the best decision you'll ever make when and this and i 'm talking about you know obviously my relationship with it and and binge drinking being a big part of my life. Like, you know, for those drinkers that can sit down and have one or two, you know, with their meal or socially and um, for me my relationship with alcohol is not like that mm. and, um, and it hasn't been for a very, very long time mm. and I don't see that changing in the future.
2: Yeah. It, wasn't it yeah. scary like hearing Lyndall's story because we're all our group of friends where we grew up and that's what we did. And you hear Lyndall's story and you think we weren't probably that far off that or, you know, could have been a few more years, but, you know, it's mm. scary to know that, you know, I think any time well, you're losing the battle with it or not having that control over it mm-hmm. is that's when it's time to maybe look at yourself and, and make a change, you know. Like well, the, I mean,
1: even in my mid-20s, you know, um, I... <sighs> I knew that the way I drank was was not and like I said in excess and you know I remember someone saying to me once the alcohol has control over you and you don't have control over the alcohol, then mm. I think you need to uh, think about what what its impacts it's having on your life and mm. I remember Lyndall sort of saying in that podcast and talking about she could have easily kept going like that like the binging. And I, I'm like that person that could potentially mm. definitely go down that path where mm. if I don't do something about it, mm. that the, the impact that it can have on your life in the long run and everyone else's life around you, is it really worth it? Really can be devastating. And it can go down to that very scary path where you're sort of waking up the next day and needing it to get through. Yeah, that's
2: pretty frightening. The day. It's scary enough just going to bed and not remembering going to bed. Like you're saying, you know, you end up in situations. It's really yeah. scary. And it's just horrible, that feeling. I just remember so clearly, like, I'd always wake up at around 2. I'd usually pass out and then I'd wake up at about 2. And I just that that dread feeling and I'd start sweating and my heart would race and like, oh, my God, what happened? What happened? And I'm trying to replay it all and thinking, oh good well no I must have offended you know like running through all the mm. scenarios in my head it was just mm. horrible and then you could I couldn't sleep all night because I was up worrying and
1: oh I was just so yeah. glad to be rid of that yeah it's just like a massive weight off your shoulders and the you know the anxiety that comes with and I, I was exactly the same I'd have a, a massive night and and wake up and uh, just be riddled with anxiety of um, uh, and not being able to go back to sleep and and then you know that has a knock on effect. It impacts mm. you, you know the next day. It impacts into the you know the middle of the week. And then you you, you know the weekend rolls around and you're doing all over again. Yeah, it's sort of it's no, no longer how I want to live my life. And I, mm. I remember getting to the point where it just kept this inner voice just kept every time after I'd gone out the next day, I don't want to do this anymore. I do Mm. not want, I can't do this anymore. I need to change. I need to stop drinking. Mm. And it just kept getting louder and louder and louder. Mm. And I couldn't, I couldn't deny it anymore. And I just had to, you know, put it into effect. And I think with, yourself and Ash, very inspirational, um, Mm -hmm. bringing light and bringing it into conversation and definitely encouraged my decision. And knowing that you've got close friends and peers and lifelong friends that, you know, that you can support you through this big, big change in your life that you can call on is very encouraging and very supportive Mm -hmm. and to have these discussions and without shame, without Mm. Guilt and knowing that you can forge a new path, like a new life, like it's so i I look at you know pre kids that was sort of stage one of my life, having children stage two, and now like this is just another new and exciting part of my story. Getting sober and removing alcohol from my life is like the next phase, it's like mm. another phase in my life that, you know, I'm sort of proud to have gotten to and excited to see where it'll take me. Yeah.
2: It's so funny, like what you were saying before about shame and all this shame. And that's what I really want to get across to with this podcast, that there's no shame in it. Just talking to someone the other day who's, you know, really bullshitting me like about how much they drink. And it's like, I just want to say to them, doesn't matter like it's okay because we've all Mm. been there we've all been there and I, I Ash and I have had a conversation in the first podcast about how I think it comes from the Naked Mind that book but how it's not you it's the alcohol it's not your fault that this thing has taken hold of you because it's a very addictive substance when people people blame themselves and I think this constant blaming themselves for how they behaved on this drug essentially that has it's very addictive. It's really hard to stop. It's hard to It's really hard to control it once you've started. You know, if you have that mm. tendency. So if people just could drop the shame around it and just start talking openly and honestly, I think people would mm. find it a lot easier to kick it as well because when you're in that shame cycle, it's really hard to just voice it and mm. and own it.
1: Also, when you do decide to potentially remove it from your life and there were I obviously had to there were social occasions that I just couldn't face like there were birthday parties or girlfriend get-togethers that I just had to decline in order to stick, stick to the bigger plan mm. and um you know absolutely no regrets like I'm I never waking wake up thinking geez I wish I got smashed last night <laughs> Whereas if I had have drunk and got completely wasted I would have been like I wish I didn't drink that much and At the end of the day, you've got to do what you've got to do to get through it and be completely unapologetic for it and Mm. um, focus on yourself. And if, like, you know, people's reactions to me for quitting just completely, or if I was, you know, doing the 12 months, it's sort of like, well, that just kind of sums up basically why I should be doing it, doesn't it? Like, (laughs) (laughs) what were their reactions? it'd be just a shock to you that I would be not drinking because then that just basically says I'm absolutely booze hound, you know, like, um, yeah, just kind of some people are very supportive, obviously, but some also kind of just don't get it. Those people wouldn't understand, I guess, to the point of me getting to this point that I, I need to remove it, but you know, at the end of the day, it's a personal journey and I know deep down I'm a better person for not having it in my life. It, yeah, it was just sort of I honestly, I honestly, I'm honestly, i at that point where I just don't care what anyone else thinks about it and it is mm-hmm. such a, a great place to be to not worry about, like, what anyone else thinks about me not drinking. Like, mm-hmm. I honestly don't care. And it's crazy that we live in a society where there's sort of shame associated to if you have a problem with drinking, you know, getting absolutely shift faced is like some kind of badge of honor Mm. and celebrated in a way. And you laugh about it with your mates and the crazy shit you end up what you did the night before. And, you know, and then when you decide to remove it from your life, it's like you should be celebrated for that. Mm. you know should people should be in your corner and most people are like a hundred like definitely but it's you can tell that some people just are, like they don't know or should we invite her she's not drinking i don't know like <laughs> 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 yeah but then i just don't care because i've become a homebody as well and i'm not really it's just such bigger picture stuff it, yeah. it really is at the end of the day your focus just solely has to be on that and your reasons why and you just need to run the course and and if that's if that's what you need to do then you just need to do it and get it done because at the end of the
2: day it's about self-love and Mm. like fuck self self self-loathing I'm so not into that anymore like I just want to love myself and this is the direct way to it. Well, for me, it was, you know, I, for me to love myself, I have to live in alignment with my values and that's one of them. You know, I want to be, I want to wake up feeling good and healthy and not having fucked up the night before I said the wrong thing, Mm -hmm. offended someone, Mm -hmm. all those things. And it's, that was part of my journey was this, you know, getting to know myself and and learning to love myself was really big once you've cracked that nut it's it's like a Mm. life changer isn't it it's like nothing nothing phases me no one can hurt me really yeah i'm good (laughs) i'm good with Mm. myself yeah Uh.
1: yeah uh just sort of big challenges you know that like you were talking about previously and and facing them head on and not not instantly going i'm gonna need a drink for that oh i'm just so stressed out i need to have oh, like I've had a busy week I've just got to have a drink and then you get to that point where Friday comes around and you're not even thinking about having a drink like I didn't even kind of associate the weekend with alcohol anymore which is such a huge mm. huge step mm. and you know, challenges and big ones that you faced in your life and getting through those with a clearer head and, and being more present, you know, I'm not going to sit here and like, I've had some great times with friends and, and, Mm. um, don't want to sound like I'm completely dissing my past or, but it's Mm. just about me and my relationship with alcohol and what it does in my head. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I agree because I I totally agree. And it's, if my friends are there drinking, it absolutely doesn't bother me whatsoever because that's their choice and that's their journey. Mm. So how did you go about quitting anyway? Did you have a, a plan A set the date? What did you do? New Year's day,
1: 2019. I just, I think I'd had a few uh, nights out, obviously had a few too many. And I was also getting really sick. Like I, every night after I'd had I'd been drinking, like my body was rejecting it, and it was, I was always sick, and I never really um, had that. I guess in my earlier stages of drinking, I would just be, you know, like feel pretty average, and but my body was just really rejecting it. I just, in the back of my mind, I'd kind of set, you know, 2019 is Eve had a few drinks and I just woke up the next day and I'm like, this is the day, this is my day that this starts. And like I mentioned earlier, it was a 12-month and that's what I told everyone, I'm doing it for 12 months. Um, And it's a good period of time to kind of set your goal. But um, like I mentioned, it was, yeah, longevity for me. Mm. And so I just... Yeah, I became a real homebody. I didn't yeah. go out and do anything. Yeah. Um, and I focused on my health and uh, getting fit. And, you know, there were times like I was around friends and they were drinking. And, you know, six months was a bit hard. I did a trip to New Zealand and visited a friend and we went to Waiheke Island and went to the wineries. Yeah. <laughs> so oh that. that was a bit of a challenge. Um, How did you go? Just. Yeah, like I really, um, I really could have enjoyed a wine or two, you know, in that, those settings. But mm. um, I'm just steadfast in this, and, and I just had that, I guess, twelve month. You know, you're just reminding yourself that no, I'm I'm doing this for twelve months. Thinking it just passes too. Like when you're out socially and you have you're eating, and then you're talking, and then you have like say, you know, choose a, a drink like. Um, lemon lemon bitters is my drink when I go out and I have that and I just kind of passes you know and then there's obviously sort of work functions and other events that I went out to and then I just um, became a bit more confident in in navigating those occasions uh sober and um sort of just you know the conversations, and I'm, I'm fine. I'm not, you know, I'm not drinking. Telling people that you know I'm taking twelve months off, and what do you say to people now? Just yeah, I don't drink. I don't drink, um, and yeah, sort of nearly knocking on nineteen months. So amazing!
2: You've done so well. Mm. It's like so amazing. So just give me. So if someone's wanting to quit the binge, so they're a bit of a, a weekend warrior like yourself and (laughs) that is the hard times for some people it's the socializing what tips would you give someone who's getting into that scenario where they're going to meet up with some girlfriends and the girlfriends are drinking wine
1: i think uh just obviously you know sit in the moment and 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 whilst that probably potentially is there an environment that you would, you know, you would have a few is just get involved in, in like the conversation. And if you feel that it, um, you know, it's time to leave, it's just time to leave. And if it's getting a bit tricky, then, you know, you, you've made an appearance and, you know, just, and, and don't put yourself in situations where you feel that you don't think that you can face until you're strong enough to face them. And 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 time time certainly gives you uh, the benefit of um, overcoming those urges and those you know the familiarity and the new experiences that um, you have without alcohol uh, certainly um, allow you to know that you can conquer it and you can do it and you will. Uh, get to a point where it doesn't even become a consideration and there will be moments that obviously you might have urges and but it it just it it passes and to just stick with that and and thinking about the the end game and Mm. the reason why you're doing it in the first place
2: yeah It's so great and you look great and you you just sound so clear and, you know, it's so fantastic. Yeah, it's just um, it's life-changing. It it sure is. So what would you tell your 16-year-old self if you could go back?
1: Uh, Good question. Um, I remember someone once saying to me, um, life's too important to forget about it. Mm. And I think I would probably... Also just say, listen to your, you know, your inner voice and, and your gut and um, go with your instincts and listen to, to that inner voice and, um, and listen to it sooner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, um, if, it, if it's impeding, if something is impacting on your life, then you need to make change. Mm. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, thank you, darling.
2: That was awesome. You're welcome. Thank you.